You're listening to the Financial Literacy Podcast, brought to you by MD Financial Management, Canada's only national financial services firm dedicated to helping physicians and their families with their unique financial needs. Hello, listeners. Welcome to this episode of the Financial Literacy Podcast. For those of you joining us for the first time today, this podcast series, made by MD Financial, is to help physicians and their families gain a better understanding of their finances. MD knows that physicians have very unique needs when it comes to their finances, and their advisors have the best resources to help you plan and stay on track so you can achieve your life and career goals. My name is Curtis Anderson, and I'm a mutual funds tax manager here at MD. I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to be your host today as we talk about how to prepare for retirement as a physician. Whether you are a seasoned physician or just at the beginning of your medical journey, your retirement plan is very important in making sure that you and your family are taken care of over the course of your career and lifetime. In offering their own professional knowledge and advice, we have the national lead financial planning advice and strategy, Stephen Hunt. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us here today. Thank you so much for having me, Curtis. I'm happy to be here and talk about the exciting world of retirement, and I do mean exciting. We know physicians work extremely hard to care for others throughout their careers. So our goal is to make sure that they feel cared for too, in terms of being well-prepared and well-informed to enjoy this next chapter of their lives, however that might look to them. That's awesome. Especially as they continue to care for us throughout this pandemic. With all the uncertainties, it's so important that there's a plan in place to move toward confidently. Absolutely. So I guess we should start off by talking about why planning for retirement is so different for physicians. Yes, that's a great place to start. Uh, We all know that becoming a physician takes a lot of training, and that training is very expensive. What that means is that physicians tend to start their career and earn a steady income later in life than most professionals. And for the first several years of their career, they might be working to pay off debt that they've accumulated in school and in their training. While some may be able to make contributions to their retirement funds at the same time as they pay down their debt, most of their significant contributions won't come until later. There's also the fact that many physicians also retire later than the average person. MD did a study just recently that found that 38% of physicians currently practicing don't expect to retire until after the age of 65. Then you have to consider that most physicians do not have the benefit of an employer-sponsored pension plan and have to fund more of their retirement on their own. So all of these factors mean that physicians need to be very strategic in their retirement planning, including planning at the household level in order to make sure that they have enough resources to sustain them and the ones that they love. Right. And as we know, the best way to do that is with the help of a financial advisor. Exactly. And why is that? Well, because retirement planning is made up of so many different components. And an MD advisor has the skills and knowledge of how to bring all these financial pieces together. Meanwhile, the physician can focus on what's important to them, their loved ones, their goals, and their practice for some examples. Great. Now, before we get into all of those strategies for saving for retirement, can you tell us more about those different components involved in planning for retirement? What would a physician and a financial advisor likely talk about? Well, there are quite a few different elements that 
make up a retirement plan beyond just how much money you're saving. And while that is a big part, there are other things that an advisor needs to go over with you that are going to impact that goal, like what retirement activities you plan to explore, for instance. So when you sit down with an advisor, the first thing they will likely talk to you about is what you want retirement to look like. Then they will evaluate your current finances to see if your current financial position and strategy, if you have one, aligns with those goals. A good advisor will also assist you in developing your goals if you haven't had much time to spend thinking about them. For most physicians, your investments will likely be your biggest source of your retirement income. This can include both registered investments like RSPs and TFSAs or your own personal investment portfolio. If you're an incorporated physician, your corporate account will most likely be where the majority of your assets are going to be held. Either way, your advisor can help you determine the right composition of your savings allocation to help balance current and future taxes. Also, if you are that incorporated physician, part of your plan will include how you plan to compensate yourself after you stop working. Since you will no longer be earning an income through your practice, you'll likely choose to pay yourself dividends from your corporation rather than a salary. You may decide to close your practice and turn your corporation into a holding company for your assets or sell those assets and dissolve your corporation altogether. Your advisor, along with input from your tax advisor, can guide you through which options will suit your goals best and the process for whichever route you choose. How you want to be remembered and the legacy you leave behind is another important part of your plan. You may want to leave something behind for your partner, your children, or other loved ones after you pass away. An advisor could help you align your personal goals with making sure your beneficiaries are taken care of. They will also be able to help you optimize current versus future tax liabilities so they can make the most of what you have left. Just remember that your retirement plan is never set in stone. If your life changes along the way, like if you decide that you want to move, if you get divorced, or if you find yourself with an inheritance, you can always touch base with your advisor to make adjustments to your plan so you can stay on track towards those goals. Amazing. So... It sounds like there are many ways you can go about saving for your retirement. And especially for physicians who are often funding their own retirement, there's a combination of multiple savings tools to do so. Let's talk about what some of those tools are. Absolutely. Most of these accounts and programs are pretty common and available to anyone. For example, TFSAs are very popular, especially since your withdrawals are tax-free. Plus, a TFSA can be used to save for a wide range of things, but can make the biggest difference when it comes to your estate. However, things like RSPs and RIFs, while also quite common, are designed specifically for retirement and are fully taxable. And an RSP and RIF are not the same thing, right? Well, sort of. They're different types of accounts, but they use the same funds. Your RSP is your Registered Retirement Savings Plan. You make contributions to this plan, and those contributions grow over the course of your life. When you turn 71, you have to convert your RSP to a RIF, or a Registered Retirement Income Fund. You can also choose to transfer your funds to an annuity or withdraw the full balance. However, a RIF allows your funds to continue to grow while only withdrawing and paying tax on the funds that you need. The main difference between your RSP and your RIF 
is that you can no longer make contributions to a RIF, you can only withdraw. This is where it's beneficial to have multiple savings tools because in the case where you're still working at this age, you have other places to make contributions. Now keep in mind though, that once you convert to a RIF, there is a minimum amount that you must withdraw every year. So for example, the year you turn 72, the minimum you must withdraw is 5.4% of the value of your assets that were in the account on December 31st of the previous year. And this percentage increases every year, meaning you have to withdraw more and more, paying more tax each time as well. That also means that the earlier you convert your account, the earlier those withdrawals begin and the more tax you pay over time. However, you can also delay withdrawing funds from your RIF if you're married and your spouse is younger than you by basing your withdrawal schedule on their age. And converting your account is fairly simple. Your financial institution that holds your RSP will contact you when it's time to convert and provide you with the necessary paperwork you need to complete. If you do not convert by the time you turn 71, your RSP will be deregistered which will result in major tax consequences. All right. And whether you're withdrawing from an RSP or RIF, those withdrawals are treated as income, correct? Correct. Right. And those accounts function the same whether you're a physician or not. Are there any savings tools that a physician might have to look at a little bit differently? Yes. So the reason most physicians have to fund their own retirement is because most physicians do not have a private pension. In Canada, we have the CPP or Canada Pension Plan. Quebec has their own separate fund called the Quebec Pension Plan, and it functions in essentially the same way. In order to qualify for CPP or QPP payouts in retirement, you would have to have made contributions to the plan while you were employed. Usually, your contributions are split 50-50 by you and your employer, your contributions being automatically deducted from your paycheck. However, since physicians are self-employed, you are responsible for 100% of your CPP or QPP contributions. The challenge for physicians is that your pensionable income is based on salary only. This means that physicians who have chosen to compensate themselves in dividends from their practice are not eligible for CPP or QPP. But for those physicians who have made contributions, you are eligible to receive pension payments as early as age 60. So how do CPP or QPP payments work? So the amount is calculated based on the number of years you've contributed and your annual pensionable earnings, how much you make. The average monthly payment for someone receiving the benefit at age 65 is a little over $700 a month, but your benefit will increase with inflation each year. You have to apply to begin receiving your payments. And as I mentioned, you can start as early as age 60 if you need to, but there are benefits to holding off this until later. Delaying your benefit payments means your monthly payments will be larger since your funds are being given out in a shorter period of time. The other advantage is that when your amount is calculated, your past earnings are updated to what they would be valued at in the year you start your benefits. The longer you delay, the higher that adjustment will be. That means if you wait as long as possible, which is until age 70, you could receive 50% more than if you started at 65, which is when most people start. 
All of these sound like great options. And just going back to when we were talking about planning, you mentioned that an advisor would help you figure out how to use all of these savings methods strategically. Can you expand some more on just what exactly that means? Yes, I'd love to. Uh, so as we just talked, each of these accounts or investment types have their own unique characteristics, especially upon withdrawal. That means the best order in which to withdraw from will depend on your goals. For example, let's say you're focused on minimizing the tax you're paying during retirement. In that case, you would want to start withdrawing from your TFSA first, since those funds would be tax-free. From there, you can move on to withdrawing from your personal portfolio and, if you have one, your corporate account. The key component here is to leave your CPP, your RSP, and RIF for last, because as we mentioned earlier, those withdrawals are fully taxable. Just don't forget about those mandatory RIF withdrawals every year once you convert your account. Now, if your goal is to preserve your estate and leave as much to your beneficiaries as possible, then your strategy is going to be the total opposite. You're going to want to withdraw all of your taxable retirement income first, so your CPP, your RSP, and your RIF, and leave your TFSA until last. This way, your beneficiaries do not have to pay tax on their inheritance. However, remember that these are just two examples everyone's situation will be a little bit different. Another strategy your advisor will likely discuss with you is consolidating your accounts. Maybe you have multiple RSPs or TFSAs with different institutions, but in terms of long-term planning, this can hurt you because it can be hard to keep track of all these different accounts. An advisor can help you consolidate your accounts so they are easier to maintain, helping you to better assess how your assets are being allocated. Plus, consolidating all of your accounts in one institution can result in lower fees. And I'm assuming another key component of retirement strategy is timing. We talked about how timing for physicians is sort of shifted because they start their careers later and might retire later. So how does a physician judge when the right time to retire is? Well, that's a tough answer because it's going to be different for everyone. It depends on your goals and what you want your retirement to look like. But there are some things you should consider to see if you're in a good place to start winding down or if you may need to wait a few more years. You definitely want to look at your finances and see if everything is in order and you've saved enough to fund your lifestyle without your regular income. Do you still have loved ones who are dependent on you? Is your partner still working? And if not, have you considered how their retirement funds will work alongside your own? Have you planned to have extra funds to cover medical issues you may face as you get older or in case of emergencies? On a similar note, your health could be a big factor in when you choose to retire. It's no secret that being a physician is a very demanding career and can take a toll on your physical and mental health. Are you in a place and at an age where you can step back from working and focus on that health? Are you expecting any big life changes or events in which saving for a few more years would be beneficial to you? This could be a major home renovation or a move, or maybe you want to help your children fund their education or their wedding or their first home. In this case, if you're able, it might be better to continue working a little while rather than dip into your retirement savings for those types of things. 
whatever your individual circumstances, the best thing to do when trying to determine when to retire is to talk to your advisor. They will run projections for you and make sure there are no surprises when it comes time for you to retire. Absolutely right. Well, we are coming to the end of our episode today, but before we go, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with? Yes. If you take anything away from today's episode, let it be this. It's never too early to start thinking about retirement. As a physician, your money is going to be stretched a million different ways. You have such a unique financial journey with balancing med school and your training and the debt that comes with that, practice expenses, on top of all the typical challenges that come with funding things like your home and family. Let your later years be less stressful by planning and preparing as early as you can. And professionals like the advisors at MD can help you do just that. They understand how hard physicians work in their career to help others, and so they're dedicated to making sure that your retirement can be an enjoyable and rewarding time to focus on you. Amazing. Stephen, thanks again for joining us today. It has been a pleasure having you on. Thank you. I've had a great time, and I hope I've been some help to your listeners. Hey, no doubt about that. And a big thank you to our listeners for tuning in today and continuing to tune in. Once again, my name is Curtis Anderson. And I've had such a wonderful time hosting you all today. Next time, we'll be going into more detail about estate planning for physicians. So if you enjoyed learning about retirement, be sure not to miss that. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. This has been the Financial Literacy Podcast, brought to you by MD Financial Management. For more information or to speak to an advisor today, visit our website at md.ca. 